Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it is absolutely amazing to be able to connect with you. I can't tell you. I'm just so absolutely thrilled and excited uh, about tonight's show. I, I, you know, many of you get to listen to me during the day. You get to listen to me at nighttime. You get to listen to the podcast iTunes, the downloads. I can't even think of all the many ways that you folks have listened and are listening to the Dr. Pat show. But if you recall, um, I got to have a really cool conversation with a very, very amazing individual, Jerry Gavin, joining me here today. And we get to continue the conversation. As a matter of fact, the title of today's show is The Conversation Continues with Jerry Gavin, Our Angels Among Us, How They Can Help Us Understand Ourselves and the World. For those of you that don't know who Jerry is, I'm going to try to give you a brief overview and then you can hear it from him. You know, he has been working working as a communication and empowerment specialist for years. He helps people reach their full potential by teaching all of us how to listen to our minds, our body, and spirit. He does this through a combination of amazing alternative therapeutic techniques and ancient shamanic practices. Because you know what, folks? Before texting, before smartphones, there was the shaman. And if you go back a bit, you'll find out how absolutely critical understanding how to use some of these energy in the world energies in the world have been for centuries jerry's also joining us as a workshop facilitator speaker life coach medium creator of the very first successful angels and shamans workshop but there's a very good reason why that uh, jerry has come forth and has done this you're going to hear about it today you're going to find out, again, if you hadn't heard the first time, who Margaret is and what Margaret is all about. You know, I want to really have a conversation about this with Margaret and with Jerry uh, about the soul, about what it really is. And so this is a continuation of all of the things that I didn't get to talk with Jerry and Margaret about, but probably some of the things that you all have on your minds. Jerry, thank you for joining me here today. It's great to have you back. How the heck is New Jersey? (laughs) 
It's great to be back, and New Jersey is doing fine. (laughs) i got to tell you, we've actually been having out here in Seattle some New Jersey-type weather, which means that it's brisk, it's sunny, and it hasn't been raining in Seattle. So that is a whole new venture for those of us out here that right about this time of the year are lucky if we can even see the sky. So great gratitude is in the forefront. Thanks so much, Jerry, for coming back. It's such an honor. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me back. It's really a pleasure. I wanted to begin the conversation, uh, and I'm not sure if if it's where we left off or where we didn't leave off, uh, but the point is that I wanted to have a conversation about what is possible. And I guess, you know, bringing Margaret into the venue as well, there are more people right now that have plugged into a, a spiritual conversation, some people say, than ever before. Uh, on the planet. Other people say it's because of 2012. Then there's a group of people, Jerry, that say, well, people are pretty desperate right now, and they seem to be turning to angels and everything else uh, to get some help. I wanted to ask you and Margaret, what exactly is it? Is it any of those, or is it simply time? I think, actually, it's it's a little bit of, of all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, What's happened in this particular point in time is that, you know, and Margaret speaks about it in in the book messages from Margaret, that right now there is a general disillusionment, and it's not just within this country, it's all over the world. There is this feeling of uh, people being disillusioned in, in their leaders, whether it is their political leaders or their religious leaders, um, they're finding that things just aren't the way they feel instinctively like life is supposed to be. I mean, we we come here and, you know, I think we, we, we grow up thinking that life is meant to be a struggle, life is meant to be challenges, life is meant to be all these different things that, you know, really are, are, are very hard. And I think the underlying spirit of mankind is starting to realize that, you know, that that doesn't really need to be the case. It doesn't really need to, to be that way. So there's that, that underlying disillusionment that's causing governments to be toppled and, and people to be, you know, really raising their voices in terms of, of wanting to, to be heard. There also is, right now, there is a, a quickening of energy that's happening as well. And that seems to be making things happen much more quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we see, you know, reactions to things happen very, very quickly. And as, as fast as they happen, that's as fast as they die down. You know, um, you know, we watch it in economies. We watch it in the stock market. We watch it in how, how people react to situations in the world. And so that, that, has a great deal to do with it. But I think also, just in general, there is a, there's a spiritual awakening that's taking place. It, it was interesting. Um, there is, last year, um, Associated Press did a, a poll uh, right around Christmas time, which, of course, is a time when, you know, people are much more mindful of angels because of Christmas decorations and everything else that's out there. But they did a poll just to get a sense of, of how many people actually believed in angels. 
And it was a really interesting poll, because when you think about political polls that are often so evenly divided, or you think about other polls, in this particular poll, 77% of the people that they polled said that they believed in angels. Wow. And the yeah, it, it's, it's pretty astounding. And what was even more astounding to, to Associated Press was that when they did a similar poll the year before, 56% of the people in 2010 said that they believed in angels and they had felt that their lives had been personally touched by some form of angelic intervention. And uh, and, and it's a really interesting... It, it, it's, it's so interesting because now, as I have the opportunity to, to go out and and speak about the book or, or teach in the workshops, it's amazing to me how many people will come up and tell me those stories. Tell me these really amazing stories of where they've had some type of intervention in something that was happening in their life that they really felt was, you know, their life being being touched by an angel. So, so I do think that's a it's a little bit of everything that you pointed out. Well, you know, let's let's continue this because this is you know a very very powerful and important information, um, you know, at so many levels. Um, you know, this idea of reaching out to, um, what do we want to call it? The unknown? Let's, mm-hmm. let's say that which we cannot see. I, I don't like to call it the unknown. What would Margaret call it, by the way, Jerry? Um, she just refers to it as, as an, another part of ourselves. I mean, it, it's not really unknown. We do know it. In our spiritual side, we totally understand everything. We've just forgotten it now because we're in these human containers so Mm -hmm. we we don't we don't remember everything um she's got a great analogy for that um if i could share it for a second yes please please. when when she talks about um about how we're we're all basically the same uh energy no matter what form we take or whatever she asks you to just picture for a second uh a clear picture and you've just made a, a a a great batch of iced tea in that that beautiful clear pitcher. And you pour it into three different glasses, and one of them is a perfectly clear glass. Another one is like a frosted blue glass, and another one is just completely opaque because you can't see anything through it at all. So you pour in three glasses of iced tea. And if you were to look at it from the side, now you're not really sure what it is except for that one glass of iced tea that you can perfectly see through. So the person who would first come up and look at those glasses wouldn't know what the other two containers were unless they actually looked over it. If they actually looked at the glasses from above and they took that different perspective, not at the not at the vision that they would normally have, but they looked above and into it, then they could see that regardless of the kind of container it is, it's all the same iced tea. And she tries to describe that that's the way we are right now. We're all different human beings, different shapes, different sizes, different colors, different nationalities, but inside we're all the same iced tea. And that's that's part of that, that, that nature of who we are. And we forget that when we come here. We kind of forget our, our connection to each other. We forget our, our connection to to the greater order of things. And and there's a reason for that, because we come here out of total free will, 
to experience a certain number of experiences and to actually feed the energy of that experience and feed the, the, the knowledge of that experience back to our soul. When we think about this, you know, from the point of view of, of that energy, and, and you know, it's so interesting. Let's talk about this for a second because I think this is what this is really cool. Because you know this, and we mentioned this, we touched upon this the last show we did, and that is now you and I can have a conversation about energy. It can go across the airwaves globally and be reached by somebody in a country that we're probably not even aware of is listening right now, and use that term. And a majority of the people will understand it. I mean, don't you think that that is a huge, huge, uh, massive movement to understanding a lot of what Margaret, I think, is talking about, you know, and what you talk about in the book? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you had, you know, when when you and I were talking in the the very first show and I was talking Mm -hmm. to you about how my... My initial experiences some twenty almost twenty five years ago now in in any of this paranormal stuff started with a a haunted house and how living in that haunted house back then no one was talking about those things so right. our ability to try to get some help and assistance back then to to learn what we were going through was was almost impossible now the concept of of energy is is definitely understood so much better and a lot of that just stems from the technology that we have like just that you said we have the ability to talk to to places all over the world we have the internet now that didn't exist at that point in time so people have the ability to to go on the internet and look for information about anything and get that information almost immediately or to go to youtube and see videos that have been made by people all over the world and from an energy point of view, I think, to me, still, one of the most amazing things in the world is cell phones. I, I mean, the, 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 the concept that we can open our phone and dial a, a number and talk to someone who is on the other side of the world and there's no wires involved. There's no wires whatsoever. And we have this perfectly clear conversation in that with that person who's, you know, somewhere in a time zone that's, you know, three hours ahead of time or 12 hours behind or even tomorrow. So those technologies, I think, have really started to make people understand things. And people now talk about, you know, in terms of the green movement, we talk about energy and all the time, like how do we conserve energy? How do we how do we produce energy from these different things? What is safe energy? So the the whole thought of energy is 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 really different. Even medicine, there's now a whole accepted form of of medicine called energy medicine. Like that, there would never have been a time, even ten years ago, that you would have gone to a top cancer hospital, you know, something like um, Sloan Kettering in, in New York City, where now you can go there and there are complementary medicine things that are done like, like Reiki and, oh. um, you know, uh, acupuncture, which is now so accepted. Oh, my gosh. That was like voodoo even seven years ago. So I think I think the overall knowledge that people have and the openness to to different things is is really 
helping to change the, the concept of energy. And, and you yeah. and I were talking a, a, a little bit in the last show about even how how everyone, to some extent, perceives energy without even knowing that that's what they call it. And right. we were using that example about how um, we we almost all have a friend or someone that we know who is just bubbly and gushing and filled with energy and is one of those people that you just love to be around yeah. and kind of lifts your spirit. But at the same time, there are those people we all in our lives that we see their phone numbers come up on our caller ID and we're like, oh, no, I just can't talk to that person right now. Every time I talk to them, I feel like they're just sucking the life out of me. And so we get that. I mean, we, we understand that, and that's energy. That's how someone else's energy interacts with us. Well, and, you know, this is really kind of cool, Jerry, because I think it is important that, you know, for those folks that didn't hear the first interview, that, you know, we do connect with some of the things we talked about and introduce Margaret to our listenership as well. Um, Every day is a new experience for me on so many levels. You know, and and this is really part of the conversation that I I can't wait to have here and bring Margaret in the conversation about, you know, my own life. And I I speak with so many people and we wonder how is it that we end up here and how is it that we end up at a place and can't recall or can't put the pieces together. And, you know, I'd love for you to kind of, you know, give folks a recap and bring us up to date because the conversation about the soul is so important. And I would love, love, love to talk with you about what those messages might be for us. Okay. Um I'm going to try to offer kind of the, the Reader's <laughs> Digest version of, of the background so we have a lot more time to talk about that. But yes. uh, as, as I started to mention before, the experience started um, back in uh, approximately, I guess around 1990, uh, when my girlfriend and I moved into a home uh, that we found out later was very haunted. And... In trying to, to figure out how to clear the house of that energy, we wound up getting direction as to how to do it, and we did some ceremonies to try to help to remove the energy. And it was a, a very frightening experience in the process, but it was also very enlightening. And in the course of, of doing that, a lot of that energy, actually very um, very pointedly, because the person, the, the, the psychologist, psychic who gave us that information, um, placed me in a position where a lot of that energy passed through me. Actually, most of that energy passed through me when it was Mm. moving. And told me at that point in time that that was very important because it was energy that I was going to need to know about in the future, um, you know, with work that I was going to be doing. And we talked about the fact that back then I was incredibly skeptical and fought that concept like crazy, Um, wound up going to massage school and was the, again, more of this kind of energy kept coming up, and that led me then to finally begin to learn about, um, you know, as, as you mentioned, um, you know, shamanism, ancient ancient ways of, of communicating with the spirit world and, and within someone's body. And eventually, although not through a shamanic experience, actually just through a a period of total surrender in my life when I, I 
reached out and called out and virtually begged to meet the angel I knew that it was was out there, I came in contact with Margaret, and that that happened. You know, as I said, asking if I just knew your name, I, I know I would find a way to communicate with you. And that name, Margaret, just kept flashing itself before my eyes. You know, I had closed my eyes, and there was every form of print that you could possibly think of um, that kept coming up and up and over and over. And the more I would say, no, that's not it, it would just keep happening. And I then started to communicate with her through a method called automatic writing, which is writing a letter to a spiritual guide as though you were writing a letter to your best friend in the world asking for advice and guidance and then starting a letter back to yourself and just really letting it flow, really letting your mind kind of get out of the way. And by trusting that, I started to get all of this information coming across that um, was things I just had no ability to understand or no Mm -hmm. ability to, to know. And that process continued for quite a while just by myself because, again, I didn't talk about it to anyone because I didn't want them to, you know, put a suit on me that tied behind my arms. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was just such a time that, that you didn't talk about this thing. So it took quite a while before I was able to share it with people. And then it kind of slowly networked its way around with people who were believers in those sorts of things. And um, over time, that grew and grew and grew. And uh, this past year, uh, actually in the year 2010, Margaret asked me to write this book of messages for the world. And, um, you know, wanted very much for this message to get out there. And if I could, if you don't mind, if I could just to take one second aside to just show you, even in that situation, how much I didn't understand how Oh, yeah, please, she, please do. She, she, well, when she said that to me, you know, I, I, I would like you to take these messages down because I would like you to, to bring this message to the world. You know, when you hear the world, you're not thinking the world, you know? <laughs> I was thinking New Jersey, <laughs> maybe New York, maybe a couple other places, you know? But the world was just such a, you know, I mean, who... I'm thinking to myself, who's really, you know, going to be that involved about these messages? I mean, so many wonderful speakers have come across. So many incredible things have happened. And the synchronicities that have happened over the course of... This book came out in the beginning of March, Dr. Pat. And it was published through uh, a self-publishing division of Hay House. But I wanted to do it through that arm because I, I, I wanted very much to, you know, to work in conjunction with the same concepts as Hay House. And they're one of the largest spiritual book publishers in the world. You know, out of nowhere, over the course of the next few months in these radio interviews I'm doing, through one of the radio programs, I'm, I'm heard by someone who licenses the international rights for books for Hay House in London, who brings it to the attention of the CEO of Hay House, and within a matter of a couple of weeks after that, Hay House is asking me if they could re-release the book at the end of this year under the Hay House label. And since that time, it, there have already been, I think, six countries at this point who've asked for the international language rights for the book, and they're just taking it to a, a Frankfurt book show next week to try to reach 
even more countries. And I'm, I mean, I sit there in just amazed, just total amazement that, at, at how, how I, I, I'm watching angels just working in the background of this entire thing to actually bring this message to the real live world. <laughs> not, not just New Jersey and, and New York. And, um, so there's, there's this um, amazing, um, uh, power, uh, and, 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 and part of the message that, that uh, Margaret has been sharing in the book is that there are many voices that are out there who are trying to reach mankind at this point and right. let them know about how they can do exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to help people to understand this is the way you can um, you can can raise your energy. This is the way you can do this. This is the way to, to go back to what you were saying. This is your soul. This is what your soul really is. And if you have any idea about how immense your soul is, it makes it so much easier for you to look at your human life and say, okay, I get this now. I, I get what this experience is about. And I think one of the things he said that I want to get back to, because it really does tie in uh, to the conversation we had before, and the question, you, you know, for Margaret to address about the soul. You know, I, I was um, I was asked to speak at an event several weeks ago. I don't know if I shared this with you. And I had one of those moments where I was getting ready to talk and announce uh, what my platform is to speak about. And it's so funny, Jerry, because, you know, part of this this information that I get, I usually get kind of after I do a show like the one that you and I did. And you, and you you stop for a minute and you think, wow, where is the information coming from? And then the next thing you know, you feel this sense of knowing about what your purpose is in life or at least what the next part of your purpose should be, right? Or what it right, is. Right. right, right, right. Not the, you know, I don't know how anybody can have like a purpose. I mean, I you call me a multitasker, okay? I think I have a couple of them. You kind <laughs> but, of know the next action you're supposed to thank take. Thank you. I, I, thank I, you very much. That's it. That's it. And in and I was getting ready to do this talk because I always wondered why, Jerry, and maybe you can give me some insight, maybe Margaret could give me some insight. I always wondered why people would say to me, major publishers, agents, book agents, when are you going to write your book? Right? Mm-hmm. And I went through the exercise of trying to write a book and absolutely just could not stand the book I was writing. It was, wasn't me. Eight years pass, a whole lot of radio shows, thousands of them, by the way, of radio shows. And I sat there at a table getting ready to do a talk at somebody else's event. And I turned to a very, very dear friend of mine. And I said something like, how the bleep did I get here? <laughs> It wasn't a. It wasn't complaining. It was. I was in awe right, with a right. moment of my life, and I thought back to the conversation that you and I had, and you know the amazing knowing that comes through Margaret. And I wonder, Jerry, 
I guess it's not important to figure out how I got there. Maybe just to know that I, I'm getting there, right? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, you know, that's such a hard thing for us to do as, as humans. I think it's such a hard thing for us to do. And it's especially so hard to do if, um, you know, if you're, for you to do the things that you've done in, in the radio industry and building your show like it is, that's because, you know, you've been a very driven and, and, and disciplined person and you stuck it out and you did all those kind of things. And, um, I'm a very similar sort of a person. So when things start to happen that are just sort of out of your, your realm of control, you know, and you're, I, I know for me with this book, I, I marvel at the fact that I'll work so hard to make so many things happen, but the things that really happen are the things I had nothing to do with. <laughs> and, and they just start to just blossom. And it'll make me sit back and just say, all right, then that's, that's where that's going. Or in, or in your case, you just to look at your life and you say, you know, how did I get here? And you watch the the wonderful progression of, of synchronicities, you know, the, the things that, yes, there were actions that you took and they were directed actions, but then each of those actions would bring you to like the next plateau and the next plateau and the next plateau. And most of the ones that get you to those places that make a really big difference aren't so much the ones that you take because of what you thought. They're the things that you took because of, of your trust. Yeah. They're the things that you took because you you listened to that inner guidance that was coming through. And even if it may not have seemed like the smartest thing to do, it felt like the right thing to do. So you you act on those particular things. And and those are the times that I think it's because you are you're tapped in to your angels or you're tapped into your soul, you're tapped into your your higher self. Um we were talking about the soul and, and yeah. Margaret describes the soul as being this immense, immense energy. What what she actually says is that when the creator created the first wave of creation, the first wave of creation were the angels, and the angels cre- were, were, were everything that existed that was part of the creator's consciousness, but now rather than just being a being of light, it was a separation of things that were both light and darkness. And I, I want to be very careful when I say darkness, because as soon as you say darkness, people make that assumption of evil. And they always they always deal with darkness as evil, but it's not. It's just the same as right now. I could be talking to you, and on the east coast it's dark, and on the west coast it might not have gotten dark yet. It's just it's just part of what is. There's lightness and there's darkness. There's you know positive energy and negative energy in in any kind of polarity. You know that's how we we make electricity. But then the next level of creation was us. The next level of creation creation was what she calls the whole spirit or the soul and the soul had everything within it that the angels had but rather than being beings of light or beings of darkness we were like these energetically um, complex but but empty at the same time vessels that had the ability then because we were one creation point away to choose both energies. And we could do that by allowing ourselves to put our energy into any type of thing we would like to put our energy into. So 
so part of what we put our energy into are these forms called humans. And we put that energy into it at the same time as we have our energy in other things and the same as we still exist back at the at the soul level, you know? It's kind of like um, if you have an iPod and it's got 3,000 songs on it, right. you, don't, you don't play them all at the same time. You may choose to play and listen to one particular song, but there's 3,000 songs that are within that, that container. So we have that ability to place our energy into all of these different things, but we're still existing in that same pure spiritual state at the same time. And for some of us, that may be the state that we would refer to as heaven. You know, mm-hmm. that would that would be that state that we would go back to when we leave this physical form. Um, but but that's why there were certain people at certain times, like when you look at different indigenous tribes, you know, Native American tribes um, that that I'm best versed with, yeah. who were were able to um, communicate with plants and communicate with stones and communicate with other things because they recognize that within that inanimate, if, if you would call it that object, was the same energy and same force that existed within them. So they were just able to tap into that, and then they could communicate and get information from it, you know, just as they would get information from anything else. And that's the essence of our soul. And when she described that to me, when, when, when I wrote that, and... and in writing this book, I'm, I'm channeling these messages, and I really had to stop at that point and just kind of just take a deep breath and go, wow, that it was just so immense, you know, so much bigger than I ever imagined. I mean, to me, I just thought our soul was what inhabited this body and gave it life and allowed us to walk around without being plugged into something. But when it left, our soul went back to heaven, and we just were like one little soul. You know, I was the soul of Jerry Gavin, who then maybe would decide to come back in another lifetime and take on a different name or whatever. But never did I recognize the concept that that the soul of Jerry Gavin right now is just a small part of this much larger soul, which interconnects with every other soul out there, so that it's just this one massive, incredible energy. You know, Jerry, one of the things that it's so awesome to talk with you, as I listen to you, I'm really struck by the messages from Margaret and the messages that are so, um, what do I want to say, so confusing these days. You know, people are talking about paradoxes. They're talking about contrast. You can't have good unless you have bad. You know, there's this search for how do I survive these times? But then there is an emerging force of many, you know, millions of people that are saying surviving is not enough. It doesn't matter what I've gone through. I don't want to be at the survival place. I want to thrive. And I wanted to ask you in the context of the soul and Margaret's messages, what is it? that one needs to do, believe, say, eat for breakfast, so that we stay immersed in thriving. How does Margaret talk about thriving? Um, she t- 
talks about thriving from the point of view of of starting from the the, the, the very basic, and that is how we think. Mm. Um, it, from the very beginning of the book, the very first chapter, she says that you know the direction of the world, the direction of mankind, the direction of the planet will really be very much decided by the way people who are reading the book think. And then she says, before you get all freaked out by that, let me explain something to you. <laughs> it's not, you're doing that already. Everybody is doing that already. The planet is moving in the direction of how we all think. And how our thought carries us is, is so important. And, you know, fear is one of the, the dominant things that drives the thought of a, of a major part of the planet. And that was part of what she came here to try to dispel, because throughout all of time, every time angels have ever appeared and spoken to anyone, their primary message has always been, fear not. It's always been trying to let people know fear is is your greatest enemy. Fear, for one of a, of a term to just explain, fear is what is... Um, is keeping you from, you know, being able to produce more love. And fear actually kind of breeds itself because it, it becomes something that sort of becomes contagious among other people, you know. Mm. Uh, the, the last program, again, we, we used that, that example of um, I'm at my job, I, I just got a raise, and I think to yeah. myself, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go out and finally get that car that I really wanted to get because my yeah. clunker is about to die. And, and on my way in my old clunker to the to the the, uh, the car lot, I turn on the radio and I hear this program that says, uh, "Economists say cons- consumer confidence is down. You know, not a good time to make a purchase." And I think to myself, "Ooh, well, wait a minute. The experts say consumer confidence is down. Maybe I shouldn't buy that car." In the meantime. I've just been blessed with abundance. I'm all excited about that, so I'm I'm carrying that energy of abundance to this place where where I now could have something that could make my life so happy and is so useful and would just keep spreading that joy, but I've let it be stopped by someone else's fear that allows me to carry it off in, in a different direction. So one of the things that, that she talks about to really... Um, Stop the, the thinking of fear and to move it in a, a different direction almost immediately, or, or, or actually two different things. One is just gratitude, right. um, is, is recognizing and starting to, to just, you know, get a pad and just to write down every day the things that are in your life that you are grateful for. And if we really think about it, we all have something that we're grateful for. I mean, even the things that you complain about, like, you know, you get up in the morning and you keep hitting that snooze button and your alarm clock's going off and you want to put it through the wall. Yeah. She says, you know, she says, be grateful for that alarm clock because there are people who toil every day to manufacture those alarm clocks to make sure that you're able to get up on time in order to do your job. And if you think that it's a silly idea to be thankful for somebody else who's out there doing their job making that alarm clock, just think for a moment how you would feel if there was somebody who woke up and was thankful for what you did. And, mm. I mean, that really strikes you when you think about that. I mean, the concept that somewhere, some stranger somewhere would be thankful for what I did made me feel really good about that concept. Or to be thankful about the people who are working every day to make sure that you have electricity or who to see to it that 
when you turn on your shower that there's water that's that's coming out there so you can take your your nice warm shower or who've you know made sure that they produce the food so that it got to the store and was able to get to your house so you could eat your breakfast there's there's a million things that we can be grateful for that we just take so for granted and the other thing is to to remember a time in our lives where where we were filled with joy yeah uh, you know so, yeah. And, and and to create that memory so strong in our mind that we have kind of a a pivot point um, to to move into to the next thing so if we're feeling really depressed about something and we think about that good thought and we feel that feeling it kind of re refixes our our energy you know so we can can move in a different direction you know and those are just a, a couple of the really basic things that she talks about but but the concept of just re reworking our thinking um, she talks about a lot of other specific techniques um, do, you know what if we have a minute I, I yes. don't know how we're doing on time we're doing okay all right yeah we're I'm doing great gonna ask, I'm going to ask your listeners if they could do something with me okay perfect, um, perfect. And, and Dr. Pat if, if you would do that with me as well if we could just I do would. this for just a minute I'm going to do a breathing exercise that Margaret originally told me about. And it's a super, super simple breathing exercise. Um, and it, it, it goes like this. I'm going to ask everybody who's, who's out there to just close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose. I'm just going to explain it first. And I'm going to count up to seven, seven seconds as you do that. And I'm going to ask you to hold it for seven seconds and then to just let it out through your mouth for seven mm. seconds, okay? So we're okay. just going to go ahead and do that, and we're just going to do three of those, okay? So if you would, just take like kind of one nice, deep cleansing breath, and then I'm going to ask you to go ahead and close your eyes and just breathe in through your nose. Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, again, through your nose, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, hold it, one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven. Exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Last time. Inhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, and exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And everybody just take a nice deep breath in and just blow it out. And I want to ask you a question. Do you feel any lighter right now than you did before you did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, without a doubt. Now, we did that three, 
three seven-second segments of 21 seconds. So basically, in just a tiny bit more than a minute, you have the ability to so center your energy and relax your body. And the great part about doing it this way, just counting that number as you go through, is that for most people who have a very hard time with meditation, when you're doing this, the thing that you just start to focus on is the count. You just start to focus on that counting one to seven, and that gets your mind off of anything but just focusing on the count, because it's very hard for your mind to focus on more than one thing at any given time. And when she first taught that technique to me, I thought, wow, that's a, that's a great technique, because I, I find very often during the day now, if I'm getting myself all tense, I'll just try to take that one minute and do that. And somebody at some point after after the book, uh, actually, but before the book came out, but when I was doing a workshop, asked me, well, what do you call that technique? And I I think by reason of the fact that I live a little too close to Atlantic City, I decided to call it the Lucky Seven Breathing Technique. Because <laughs> 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 all that came up in my, the picture I had in my mind when I was thinking of three sevens, the first thing that came up was a slot machine. <laughs> so I just said, all right, let's call it the Lucky Seven. But, um, but I think it, it works. I think that's what, she, what she's just trying to explain is that the things that we can do to change our energy are so simple. And they're so simple sometimes that that's how we look at it. We, we look at it and we go, oh, it could never be that simple. But sometimes it is. You know, sometimes some of the very basic things are very easy. Well, I've gotten some feedback from one of our listeners listening to the show, and I just want to pass it on because I think it's important to do that. You know, who says, uh, thank you so much for that exercise. Uh, my body sort of tingles at my fingertips. Can we talk about that for a minute? Um, and, you know, and what that, what that might mean for this particular individual. Well, part of what that means, and, and, and this is an interesting thing, because in the book also, yes. she says that one of the first things that you can do to start to recognize a lot more about yourself is to listen to your body. So the fact that you're, listener is pointing that out is really, really important. So if, if, if your listener just breathes into that a little bit and kind of pictures that breath going down to her fingertips, she may actually be able to figure out, or, or he, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Yep. No, you're right. Yep. Stream, um, what, what that means, because sometimes we, we have memory at different parts of our body, and it could be that. It could also just be that, 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 this particular listener has not just breathed air and energy into her body, and right now her body is just going, woo this is great, I'm, I'm loving this, let me bring this energy out to, to my hands, let me bring it down to my feet, let me just experience the fact that that there's focused breath, and, and you know, time is being spent to just, you know, bring breath into the body and to just relax it, so... You know, there's two different types of things that, that could be going on so far as the tingling is concerned. And if if she just does it some more and she can feel relaxation going through her body and feel her nerve endings opening up, that's great. Or she can even just ask her body, just ask her body the simple question, what is it you're trying to show me? What is it you're trying to tell me? And then leave yourself open for what that answer would be because your body will answer. It will, it will let you know by 
memories that may come up. It will let you know by a color that may come up. And if you breathe a little into that color and just trust your instincts, you'll, you'll find out a little more information about what it's saying. You know, one of the things, Jerry, well, first of all, I can't believe the hour's already gone by. I, I just want to, first of all, congratulate you on the publication of the book and the support of Hay House. Um, Thank you. And I, I think that is just absolutely amazing for you, uh, the work that you've done and what you've actually said yes to. And I think this is the conversation that I'd love to have with you here in these last few minutes. Um having to do with the importance of saying yes when the messages come through. Because I think in your case, right, uh, mm-hmm. in your case, I mean, you, you know, who would, who expected Margaret to show up, right? Right, 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 exactly. right, right, exactly. And, you know, in my case, I'm faced with um, uh, things, decisions that I have to make every day. And, you know, this idea of being able to stand in our yes is so important and it's so related to what Margaret talked about moving beyond fear. I would love for you to talk to that, especially given 2012. You know, what what does it mean? How important is it for people to understand, learn and trust in that standing yes process? Um. I think the most crucial part of that, Dr. Pat, is that is to understand that, that all of us have mm-hmm. come here for a very, very special reason and that each of us has a very, very special, unique message and unique purpose and unique thing that we have come here to do. And you brought up the great part about that trust is to to not allow ourselves to feel that someone else has more of a right or more of an expertise or a better reason to to bring that message forward. Um, each each of us has our, our own strengths and our own qualities and our own gifts, and that's what we came here to do. We we each came here to share those gifts with one another. And just as Margaret says, angels came in the past and they would appear to every different nationality and every different culture and share their message in a way that would reach that culture, we all come here with a very unique way of doing things, a very unique way of sharing our messages. You know, some of us might share our message like like happened for me and Margaret through through a book or through through readings or through energy work. Someone else might do it by writing a, a rap song that... that touches people's hearts in a whole different way. Um, someone else may do it by painting a painting that you look at and just makes you, you know, makes your eyes water because it's so beautiful, you know? So it, it, each of us just has our own way and our own message. And the part of responding to the yes, the part of saying that the yes to it, is that when you get to know yourself better, the more you're breathing into yourself, the more you're being grateful, the more you're allowing yourself to just be yourself and not, not you know, letting other people direct your vision of you, the more easy it becomes to then say yes. Because the more you like yourself, you know, the more you appreciate who you are and and, and love yourself in, in that sense. And 
you love yourself not in, in, in an egotistical way, but but in a way of just loving the creation that that God made and understanding that that you're part of expanding that light and expanding that love that the Creator set out to expand in the beginning. Well, you know, this is such a really, really important conversation. I want to thank you again uh, for joining me here today. And, you know, this, you know, this message, taking this incredible message out into the world. Uh, so much has been said about 2012, uh, Jerry, and I just want to, before we go, I want to let folks know what's the best way to find out more about you, uh, about your readings, about the work you do, and, and how to get a copy of the book as well. Um, I have a website, which is jerrygavin.com. It's G-E-R-R-Y-G-A-V-I-N.com. And you can go to that website. Uh, you could also, for, for messages from Margaret, updated messages, there's a Facebook page, which is Facebook. I believe it's Facebook slash messages from Margaret. Uh, actually, from the website, though, you can access Facebook, you can access Twitter, you can access any any number of other things, and you can actually order the book uh, through the website as well. And the book right now is also available on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and the new uh, the new updated edition of the book, which will actually have some new material in it, will be being released by Hay House, I think, somewhere in mid mid November, late December, something. Uh, mid November, early December. I'm sorry. Wow, then I hope you will come back once that happens. And uh, I would I, love to. I, 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 I love talking with you. I have such a good time. I, I learned so much. And, you know, for me, it is amazing that I get to speak with people like you, uh, get to hear the messages from Margaret and so much more. I hope that you will come back, and I will make sure that we get you scheduled uh, early December so we could talk about the book and, and really talk about what this means to bring 2012 to a close, Jerry, but also to look forward to 2013. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Yeah, that's that. I'm I'm looking forward to that as well because I think, you know, the whole 2012 thing that Margaret part of what she's saying is just don't worry about it. It's not doom and gloom. Life is moving on, and and this is how we make it better. I love it. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you so much for joining me here. I want to thank all of the listeners out there for tuning us in, turning us on. If you've missed any, any, any part of this interview and conversation, why don't you go to the Dr. Pat Show website? And you know what? If you just search for Jerry Gavin's name, you're going to be able to hear this interview, the interview before. And please, please get yourself a copy of this incredible book. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much. It is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Until next time on the Dr. Pat Show, everyone, remember you are truly, truly divine. You have everything you need inside you. I remind myself of that every day, and I'm hoping that today you heard something from Jerry, something from Margaret, something from the show that helps you live your best life. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Overgrown, you can barely see the ground. <laughs> 
Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? A believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Hello, everyone. This is Cosmic Connections with Madeline. This is Madeline Gerwig. This is Saskia Noel. You're listening to Your Soul Guidance with me on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. This is Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Success and Empowerment Radio. Hello, and welcome to Alive and Shine with Adrian Savitri. Hello, welcome. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Peggy Parker and you're listening to Simple Solutions for Everyday Health. Hi everyone, I'm Christine Upchurch. And I'm Sabrina Fritz. And you're listening to Authenticity Rising. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Jeff Lineweaver and you are listening to Dialogue Radio on Transformation Talk Radio. Hello everybody, I'm CJ Liu and you're listening to Fire It Up with CJ. 